The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Murphyata steps in. Alistair Overeem with the second round TKO. You just stay focused. Pandemic or no pandemic. It's been a long ride, but maybe we're going to see if there's a one more shot at the title. Let's, Let's hear it again for your winner, winner Alistair Overeem, Overeem, everyone. I'll bring it to the title. Blood, sweat, and a good ass fight. If they ain't won, we back. I'm ready for that island. Dana, I think we want them back. Let's hear it. Late Landwehr, everybody. Fighting out of San Jose, California. Mike. Work! Swear! Matt, we have a pretty good show today. We have uh, Alistair Overeem is returning to talk about the fight uh, with uh, Walt Harris, of course. Mike, Mike Swick uh, from Ooh. Thailand. I guess it's the middle of the night there. And Nate Landwehr, who uh, had a very, very impressive unanimous decision win over Darren Elkins. Our picks? Oof. Um, oh, was man. A, uh, you we did great. A, we, we have two. Wait, how many fights do we have to go over with this? We have Ten. Two. Ten. Wow. We'll do, we'll do the main cards, but I want to – I'm even – I'm confused because there's so many. They're all blending into the one. We'll start with the uh, – we'll start on Wednesday show, yep. and then we'll get into Saturday's show, and we'll do that with the picks okay. accordingly. Okay? I'm well, excited. Let's say this. We both had uh, Michael Johnson defeating uh, Tiago Moises, and, uh, well, it <laughs> looks like we were both wrong. Where is I'm looking for my oh wait Overeem Wednesday had, night or, yeah it was a heel hook and but not first of all was it a heel hook or was it a straight ankle lock I don't know about that they say heel hook but that looked like it was straight it was going straight belly down ankle lock I'd like to really it didn't look like it was twisting to me yeah I, I mean I don't, I'd have to see that again but either way it was his foot and his leg that he took I he will did take your word for it he did it beautifully Jimmy he reaped the leg but I thought. I thought that uh, that Michael Johnson was going to be getting out of that. Like, he looked like he was going to be fighting the legs, and then, you know, when one of those gets on and you're about to get your foot separated yep. from your leg, hey, man, it doesn't matter how tough you are. But you know what's really kind of sad about it? It's a man, and, and this is to be said about more than one of his fights, Michael Johnson. He always looks spectacular in the yep. beginning, e- even if it's for a minute or two. Whatever it is, it's like, yo, this guy – even for uh, Habib when he Habib, fought yeah. him, it's like, oh, it's like, man, this guy's looking great. This might be the new Michael Johnson. It might be his time. And then all of a sudden, a leg lock comes out of him. You know? Yeah. I mean, you got to feel for the guy a little bit, you sure. know? But hey, there's, there's mistakes being made, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, I was impressed with Thiago. Yeah, he looked really good. Um, 
he looked he looked really solid. And, and you know, Michael Johnson seems to have his trouble on the ground. We um, both Michael Johnson, yes. We both did. Yeah, we both lost. Okay. And now Arlovsky, Arlovsky versus uh, uh, Philippe Linz. Okay, yeah. tell, me, tell me who picked who. Well, I know who I picked. I picked uh, Linz by decision. I said I think it was his first UFC fight. Um, Arlovsky has been uh, been around for a long time, and sometimes it works for you. Sometimes that new UFC energy works against yes. you. Uh, works for you, Oregon. But uh, unanimous decision, Arlovsky. What did I pick? Arlovsky by second round finish, but you still got the name right. Well, okay, I got the I got the winner. You did get the winner, sure. I'm not. Now, saying, I don't want to be a bad winner. No, no, no. It's just like I'm not a salty loser. Absolutely. You know, I can't stand salty losers. That happens a lot with me in my virtual reality, and it annoys me. You know, I take somebody out, standing over there, pixiled corpse, and they start cursing at me. Salty. I, I don't think so. I know what I say when I kill somebody in there. Know what I say? Hey, man, GG. You know what that stands for, Jimmy? That stands for um, good game. It stands for good game. And that's like the universal, hey, man, yeah. GG. All right, good. You got me. Ah, fuck. Okay. Cursing can be okay. You're in the set. You don't want to sure. die. Little you know, cursing. everybody's in there to win. But uh, I don't like when they get salty. And when they do, I try to control myself. But let's keep going, Jimmy. All right. Well, Ricky Simone. <laughs> Hey, uh, against Ray Borg. Hey man, what a good fight though. Really good fight. Right? Yes. Now I had uh, I had uh, Simone by third round sub, and you had Borg by decision. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, you're glowing. You're Ricky glowing. Simone. Well, yeah, Simone won. That was uh, first fight. of all, man, I I really uh, I thought that fight was wild, man, and I and Borg, and Borg definitely had his moments. Was that a split decision? Yeah, it was a split decision. Yeah. Very close fight. But uh, I don't know if there's one there's one thing that I'm not sure I like about Ricky Simone. Could you could you could you guess what that is in this last fight? Cut his mullet. A hundred percent. I liked everything about him in this fight. I thought he was a beast and they were getting out of it. You know what I do like about the no sound? It does have elements of you could hear them talking to each other and and stuff like that. And you like really like. Like those guys were just like getting after it. They were enjoying the the um. They were enjoying the battle. Yeah. And uh, I just think he. Mm, I mean, a split decision. I was okay if it went either way. But uh, Ricky Simone, he is a beast, man. It does it does show you mm-hmm. that Uriah Faber, you know, for him to could do. I'm not, you know, sure. he came back and he and he and he beat him in his in his uh comeback right. fight or whatever it was. So uh. I mean, you know, it shows you that what a stud Uriah is because uh, the Ricky Simone is, is is a beast, you know, and uh, I can't wait to see what's next for him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, we both fucked up. Look, here, here's the weird thing. Alex, uh, Alexander Hernandez, we both like so much. Yeah. And, you know, we picked him both to be Drew Dober. And yet I'll be real honest. It's I was it was hard for me to pick against Drew Dober. Dober has looked so solid and uh, he had a devastating second round TKO. So we both got that one wrong. Um, and Man, you know, I'll never bet against Drew Dober again, no matter who he's fighting. Drew Dober. I don't know if it's like, he looks a little bit like, like a, like a, not a pretty boy, but he's just got like the, like the, like the, the, the crest smile, yeah. like the, you know what I mean? Collegiate. And, it looks collegiate. Yes. And yeah. it looks like, man, but he is, he, man, he could, he's a powerhouse. Yes. And he loves to bang. He loves to, uh, he loves to stand up. He's got a lot of power. And he just stalked Alexander from the opening bell. 
Yes, he did. And, but Alexander, the way he mixes it up with the strikes and the takedowns, I'm like, oh, here we go. But he took him down for the first time, couldn't keep him down. And then when he got up, Drew, Drew was just relentless with the pressure. I was really impressed with Drew. Yeah. And uh, he was—he looks like he'd be enjoying his time in the cage. And 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 that was a pretty much a one-sided affair, man. Yes, it was. It so yeah. I was I was really impressed, but I, I'm not, I don't. This is definitely not the last time we've seen Alexander. He's no, a no, young no. kid, yeah. and he's got he's got to work out some kinks. But again, I think it was less his bad, more Drew Dober's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was he was on. Yeah, Drew Dober. Here's a, Drew, Drew Dober looks like every guy who ever fucked one of my girlfriends, and there was nothing I could do about it. That's. <laughs> 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 that's, uh, that's good, Jimmy. You know, it's like what the hell. He's got the looks, and all of a sudden he's a powerhouse too. Yeah, that's hysterical, Jimmy. You all know? right, Matt, the co-main now was a guy I love, man. I, I love always say Pro, uh, and uh, I know you're very good with big, uh, good friends of Big Ben uh, Rothwell. And I picked uh, OSP, and yes. you picked uh, Big Ben, and uh, yes. another split decision. Um, Ben Rothwell beats uh, OSP. Another split decision. Some some really close fights. Close fights, entertaining fights. I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying that the fights are back, Jimmy. I'm just uh, it's amazing. The vibe around. I mean, <laughs> I get goofed on because uh, I I don't know if I've always been this giddy with the fights, but my wife's like, you're such a nerd because you know I watch it with my wife and you know sure. like, it around. So anytime like uh, which fight? Well, well, several fights, but like when someone gets a takedown or someone escapes, I'm just like, oh. And like, just like, what are you doing? And I just clap just by myself. It's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just more like with the, with the, everybody, if there's a big audience, everybody's screaming, maybe it just gets lost. But when everything's so quiet and I'm just, just I just look kind of funny. Anyway, now I what enthusiastic, Jimmy. I, I enjoy the hell out of it. Well, I love the enthusiasm. Both. And, it, and it, it's you, a good way to be. It's the way fights should be watched. Um, I don't know if I ever took them for granted, but I never, ever will again. And Dana did what he said he was going to do. He brought the fucking fights back. Main event. Man, was that a goddamn good fight. Uh, Teixeira over Anthony Smith. Fifth round TKO. A lot of talking about Anthony Smith's corner. And did they allow him to go back? I mean, DC, everyone was saying it, that they were yelling out a lot of instructions. DC seemed very... Uh, uh, again, and he's a guy who's qualified to be critical because he's fucking Daniel Cormier. And letting him go back in uh, when he said, my teeth are coming out, my teeth are falling out, that's a little rough. Listen, it's, it's – I've been – well, let's talk about the fight and then I want to talk about sure, okay. the little controversy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? The fight itself, we both picked – and I'm cool with Glover. I'm, I'm cool with both guys. I like sure. them both. Me too. Uh, so much that it's hard to pick against either one. But you have to say, skill-wise, they're both well-rounded, good on the floor, really good on the floor, powerful standing up. But I thought at 31 compared to 40, the nine years difference, I'm Me like, too. all right, he, he will outlast him, and the pressure will yeah. eventually break Glover. Sure. Okay, to him. Uh, it was the opposite, Jimmy. It was the opposite. It was it, – I don't know. I mean, listen, if – Anthony Lionheart Smith did what what he was how he started the fight throwing everything at the but the kitchen sink he was looking dynamic and he yeah. was landing 
if it went that way and it was a stoppage, you're going to say, whoa, I want to see that guy fight for the title again. You know what I mean? Everything. Everybody's going to say, holy shit. But the downside to that much output, to that put being that active, if you start to crap out, you're in a five round fight. So that's what the hell happened, man. Glover being the professional he is and having the experience. And they both have a lot of experience. That's why I was Yeah, Anthony went five rounds with John Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but the thing is this. There was a statistic where I think he – if you look at how many punches he and strikes he threw in the first round of this fight with Glover and you go back and add it to like a couple of rounds of the other fight, it might not add up to it. Now, he put a lot more. uh, Totally, he fought way less reserved. You know what I mean? And you have to be a little patient in, in, in a in a five round fight. Yeah. Unless you just feel unless you just go for broke, kind of. And what do you think that is, Matt? Like when when a guy does that, because he's a smart fighter. What do you think that he's looking to uh, to? Why do you think he's trying to? He's throwing such volume early. This is what I would. This is I'm, I don't want to just guess, but if I had to take an educated guess, I would say, like if it was Longo, I could pitch a Longo telling me, and I'm 31. Look, you're fighting a 40 year old. Put it on him. Like you know what I mean? Let's let's burn. Let's 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 keep it at him and break him because, dude, you're a younger guy. This dude's forty. I mean, you just say that, and it sounds kind of right. Okay, man. I mean, it's a forty-year-old. Like you know what I mean? But it's not your average forty-year-old. Yeah. You know, Glove is a stud. And I'll tell you, man. He just he weathered it, and he was rolling. And even though Anthony was tagging him in that first round, Glover was he was rolling with a lot of punches. So things were like, oh, ow, oh man, a little bit, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. This could be over. Glover was just in the fire, just rolling with it. And and by the time it was, what was it, the fourth round? I mean, you know, he started turning the tide. Maybe the third round was it? I gotta, I'm gonna have to watch it. every all these fights blend. Are like, yes. I'm trying to think of the round where he Ten started turning the around. Yes, but it, the shift started changing. Anthony started fading. Anthony started taking punishment. Yeah. You know, and Glover, I did one, let me point out one point that I really liked. And this is has to do with the lack of the the, the, the noise in the crowd. When you hear it was the fifth round and you hear Glover on top and, and Anthony's in like the turtle position and he's beating him. And he said to him, I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of something along the lines of I'm sorry, Anthony, it's just part of the game. And Anthony and Anthony goes, you, oh, you got it. You didn't hear this, Jimmy? No, I don't remember I, that. We should, our guys should look for it and play it for you because there's okay. clear audio of it. It's really awesome. He's like, I'm sorry, Anthony. It's part of the job or part of the, you know. So then Anthony Anthony goes to him and he looks, the guy's got his teeth out and he's like, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Man. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, dude, that was such a great moment. It gives me chills because, you know, first of all, if you've ever, did you ever meet Glover before? No, I have not. No, he's a sweetheart, of like, like a real, like a huggable guy. Nice guy. Nice guy. And in the cage, even though you have to be vicious, because it's either you or him, it just it it, it came through at that point because he's seen that he was clearly winning. Killing he must him. have felt Anthony fading, uh, and he was just like, "Hey, man, sorry, it's just part of the job." It was, it was so a, cool, dude. It was it was a cool moment. It the really. Thir- was. The third round, I think, I was surprised Anthony got out of that. I I, I think the third round. He was in bad shape. Uh, I believe it was round three, Matt, early on. And then for him to make it all the way into the fifth was incredible. But the third round, I think, is when he got into real trouble. Let's Unless I'm remembering wrong. Yeah, no, let's, let's talk the controversy now. Uh, or what everybody's talking about as far as the corner work. And, and again, everybody's like, you know, I like those guys, but they should have stopped it. 
I'm going to say, because I talked to Ray about this, Longo, you know, and as us with Cornerman and, and we're like, what if that was Aljo? What if that was, you know, one of our guys, Al or something? And you're always going to, it's hard when you're not in the moment. Sure. You know? But I would have liked, like, like, per, like if I'm there and, and Aljo's coming back and he's got his teeth out and like, I would like, I would love to believe that I'm going to try to get eye contact with my guy and say, look, man. I'm going to stop this and, you know, unless you convince me other, you know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know, but my, my bond, the body language from Anthony Smith, who's a warrior, I, I agree somewhat with, um, uh, DC and, and the critics that are saying that it should have been stopped because at a point, cause this is the thing he was giving by, he's not going to say he wants out. Never. He's not, he's not, he has too no. much point. It's the reason why he's in there. He's yeah. not going to say it. But he was giving body language that he had enough. That's right. You know what I mean? Get, turning his back several times. I mean, look, OSP does that, but he does that every fucking fight. Does a yeah. little sprint and he goes back to the middle. And that's not Anthony's style. So when he was getting beat up, I mean, it, it should have been addressed in the corner. Agreed. Like, hey, man, like, listen, unless you, unless you feel you got something, man, I'm going to stop this. And then And then – if there's no words back from him, you're stopping it. Because he or, said, my teeth are coming out. When a guy tells you that, I mean, I've never heard a fighter say that before. I've never heard a fighter say, my teeth are coming out. I mean, that's a real bad thing to have was, happening. It was his good teeth. I heard there was some there was some talk of, oh, nobody had, like, other teeth that weren't his. I don't know. Listen, it's never a good thing when you go yeah. back and you say, whether it's your caps or your real teeth or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, it's not good when you say your teeth are coming out. It's yeah. not a good sign, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy, like, ah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't get too hard on them because they even, because they were, they were, they were bitching about them calling out instructions too. A lot and, of instructions though, like a lot. No, I understand. But usually, I mean, in fairness to them, unless they coached on the ultimate fighter or something, usually you're in it's very very hectic loud yeah it's very loud and you're trying to scream too but you're not used to nobody not hearing you like you know what i mean i'm wondering what it's gonna be like when me and longo were in there i don't know what the hell you can hear us with an audience so you know so matt you're saying that the fact that they could be like normally they're yelling out things not thinking that everything is being heard because of the, the the crowd noise and this is a case where everything they're yelling is actually being heard I think that I think that definitely has something to do with it. Maybe. You know? And again, listen, we'll talk to James Krause again. He's a he's an awesome guy. He's been on before. Uh, we'll have him on again. We'll ask him what he was thinking. Sure. You know. But uh, you know, it's easy just to you know the the harp on someone saying, you know, I mean, because he has five rounds in, it. and listen, he could have won that fight. But strategically, they'd have to make. I mean, again, I'm going to go back and watch the corner work again. I like doing that, but. So, there was a little, I'm going to say, disconnect there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because you want to be on the same page as your fighter. He he was he was pretty much done. I mean, there was no reason to take more abuse. But hindsight's always going to be 2020. Because guess what? He goes back in there with his broken teeth. He lands something, he wins. You're going to be praising that damn corner. So, 100%. It is what yeah. it is. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yes! Yeah, oh, God. Look, looking good, Alistair. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm 40, right? You're for happy you birthday. 40. Happy, happy birthday. Welcome yeah. to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. I mean, that was yesterday, but uh, yesterday was travel day. I was in a plane, three different flights, four different airports. So, wow. yeah. So how was it going back? How was it going back? Like leaving the kind of the, the safety of the hotel or whatever and dealing with the public again, masks and everything. Uh, yeah. A lot of people were wearing masks. Um, so I had flown to the Netherlands and this is like five weeks ago, six weeks ago at the height of the pandemic. And that was, that was weird because then there was the belief that it was the end of the world. Right. Yeah. So yes. People were like, uh, afraid, keeping totally distance, a little bit depressed. Planes were like 10, 15% capacity. Airports were totally empty, like totally empty. And, um, you know, immigration, no lines, and just walking through. Yeah. Now, there was more activity. I would say it was like, yeah, the plane was like 30, 40%, and uh, there was people at the airport. So, let, let, let me ask you. Back to normal. <laughs> you're back to, back to normal. Now, What's not what's not normal for a lot of UFC fighters is this whole fighting without a crowd. But uh, a gentleman like yourself, you're so used to fighting in Japan all those years. Does it remind you of that? You, kind of, you might have an advantage with that. So Japan, there definitely is a crowd, right? And uh, 50,000 people. The yes. biggest crowd was 88,000 people I fought for. Um, 2000 and what was it? 2003 or 2005, whatever. So the Japan audience is different. They're quiet, but they make noise. You know oh, they do. there. Yeah, yeah, they want pictures. They're very polite, very nice. So uh, no audience or Japanese audience, you cannot compare it. Yeah. I would rather compare this to my one of my like earlier fights all the way back in 97, my kickboxing matches, where I would fight for two, 300 people audience. Yeah. And uh, this kind of re- reminded me of that because it's like a small... It was also different because this was like huge arena, no audience, right? There's like yeah. 20 or 30 people there. And then back in the days, it was like, yeah, my own city. So everybody kind of knows you, 200, 300 people. So it, it was all different. But that was exactly what motivated me, electrified me. A different setting, a new setting. Hey, I'm curious. Let's cool. Let's, let's go. Let's not forget, I, I, we're including the Walt fight. I now have 92 fights. So, for me, um, yeah, kickboxing and MMA all, all thrown in one pile. So, for me, the, the, the new impulses is very, very nice. I really love fighting abroad. I really love fighting on the Beijing card, right? China, never been there. You know, never, never fought there. Yeah, that's a place you don't often go. So, those things, new experiences, that, that really energizes me.
You seem to be, uh, well, the amazing thing about you is, you, you know, you, you, there's nothing you haven't seen in the octagon as far as what somebody's going to do. And you seem to be able to, no matter what somebody is going to throw at you, you seem to be able to stay calm, adjust. I mean, Harris looked like he had you in, in deep trouble in, in the first round. And, and uh, you just you just knew what to do. You didn't panic. Uh, how bad was it uh, when, when he was on top of you there? Well, at that time, you don't know, right? Because you're, I mean, you know you're bloody. Blooded, blooding all over the place. Um, but I was there. I was sharp. You know, I'm still moving. I'm still fighting. I'm still trying to get up. He was definitely trying to, uh, yeah, to, 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 to hype train me, right? Just, just to go over me and just floor me with punches. And that doesn't look good for the judges, right? So in my case, it was just like, we're not going to accept this. We're going to keep fighting and uh, back to my feet or get on top, whatever. But we're not going to accept this. When he threw that kick and fell, um, that was a big turning point. It, it, it just, and of course, you knew you, you pounced. Uh, did you realize in that moment, all right, that's a critical mistake that he just made? Well, I actually grabbed his leg and, and, and kind of tripped him. Because um, let's not forget, Walt is a, is a boxer, right? He's, he's a striker, he's a boxer, but he's not a kicker. So people that are not really used to that, you can kind of grab their leg, take him down on it. Um, yeah, that was a little bit of turning point, right? I yeah. think a little bit of fatigueness was also a factor. I know you're, listen, you've been, as you said, 92 fights. You've been in the game such a long time. Uh, after everything that Walt Harris been through, was it was it hard signing the, to fight him? Because you know, even though, like, we love you, like, every and people love you, but because every because you knew everybody was, like, going to be rooting for him because he's been to such a horrible um uh situation he's, he has such a horrible thing that happened to him with his daughter was it was it was it any hesitation signing the fight him or are you just like look no get back to business. you know it's a personal tragedy for sure right and um we must we must you know um, stand still by that but we have to also continue and um yeah. not for one moment i was you know occupied with that you know of course you're going to yeah. see the promos and you're going to see the the emotions and stuff. But uh, to me, I really approach UFC as a sport. Um, I, you know, do my best to prepare as best as maximum possible for for the fight event. And uh, everything else is just, you know, I, I try not to get distracted. I just try to stay focused, stay on point. Of course, it's, it's a personal strategy for him. But, um, yeah, you know, it's a sport as well. I, well, I try you gave to him a hug when you came sport. in. You you seemed like you were you you know you were very respectful and, and and you gave him a hug when you were taking your first lap around the cage. But also he came in weighing two sixty four point five. I think you, you, I mean you, you I mean you have to be, you know he, he's there to knock you out. So you you obviously have to be uh, you know ferocious in response. Yeah, you have to stay sharp. Uh, but at the same time, Walt is a very cool guy, right? Yeah, I uh, had the opportunity to brief meet him um, before our first planned match in December. So we did a PR tour, ticket sales were going to go online. We spoke a little bit. Super cool, dude. Actually, instantly we, we clicked and we're like, okay, let's train to get after the fight. Let's just get this over. Let's fight. Then, of course, the, the tragedy happened. Um, you know, I did, I did send him a message of, of you know, best wishes. Because, of course, you know, I'm a father of three girls myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, then the fight didn't happen. Then they rebooked it for this event. UFC came up with it. It was not my uh, request. Listen, yeah, shoot, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's a sport. I just tried to approach his sport. You know what? 
You know what bothers me, and I don't want to talk about the past, but you were, I mean, you were talking about possibly like a title run here. You did last fight, this fight over the weekend, fantastic. But before this fight, your last three fights, before Rosenstrike, which I'm going to get to in a second, you took out Olenek, who just looked great, and uh, Pavlovich. So you took out those two guys, first round TKOs, and then you had the fight with Rosenstrike, which you were clearly ahead, and then yeah. you had the controversial stoppage. If it wasn't for that bullshit... Which me and Jimmy think is bullshit. I mean, yeah. we like Rosen Strike. It's not his fault, but he did the it was, it was it, it, it was a bullshit stoppage. And, um, you know, I might even look into getting that undone. Because if you look at the fight, he's waving it off with zero seconds left. There's no threat. There's no... It was it was a bad stoppage. Anyway, yeah. you look at it, the only, the only uh, argument that you would have is... Uh, I had a busted lip, but then when you look at uh, Robbie Lawyer, I had the same busted lip. They just let that go on. So, yeah. It's kind Plus, of, if they, if yeah. sorry, Matt, if it was the busted lip, wouldn't they have a doctor look at it first? Like, wouldn't they call in a exactly. doctor to look at something before exactly. there was a stoppage right. medically? But he waved it off. This is uh, intriguing as well. So I'm 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 giving it some thought of discussing with my legal team. Um, because he waved it off with zero seconds left. Absolutely zero seconds left. Uh, you know, Rosenstag was walking was away. Over. Yeah. Yeah. So the fight was. So I'll, I'll, I'll have a look into that. Yeah. But listen, in anyhow, I would not have any problem with running it back with Rosenstag. He probably wouldn't want any of it because, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, I basically schooled him in that fight. Um, and again, you know, takeaways from the fight, I need to finish these guys. And that was a little bit what I was focused on with Walt. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a call from a different number, but it doesn't matter. I'll just, I'll okay. just deny it. No, so that was a little bit my takeaway uh, going into the wall fight. We need to finish these guys. We need to finish them, you know, round two, round three, whatever. We need to finish these guys because then there's no argument. And what was the weight difference between you and uh, Walt? Uh, was it was it, it looked like, I think he came in at 264 and a half. They said he had to cut a little bit. Were, were you looked a lot smaller than him. Was that just, uh, were you a lot lighter than him? I think I was like 250. Oh, okay, not that bad, but 14 yeah, pounds. Yeah, no, 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 not too much. Now, speaking of run it back, running it back, I mean, Francis uh, Ngannou has been looking, like, better than ever, you know, just steamrolling people. And, uh, you know, we have, you know, there's some people saying that, oh, well, if he meets a crisper, a more technical striker, because a lot of times he's not, It's it doesn't look that technical. He just barrages, but he's so damn powerful. What what is your take on that? Because my thing is, yes, a better striker could outstrike him five to one, but it's that one strike he's so damn powerful. You are a better striker than him. You're more technical. What is your take? Do you see anything in there where you want another crack at him? I definitely want another crack at him. But um, you know, yeah. First things first. I'm gonna enjoy some weeks off. Francis Ngannou looked very impressive in his uh, in his uh, fight with um, Rosenstag. Getting better and better, right? Yeah. Uh, can't say anything about that. Um, yeah. 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's not much to really dissect when it's 20 you, seconds. You, you, you can't say anything about that. I think Francis is insanely strong. I think he have, uh, has insane reflexes, right? Speed and reflexes. And he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah. That being said, he's on there. I'm in there, right? Yeah, and you want another shot um, at the title? You said you would like to take another another title run. What do you think it's going to take for that to happen? 
Well, okay, so the landscape is a little bit uh, tricky, right? But I don't know. Things have to kind of fall exactly in place. I think also with the current uh, situation, Steeper Cormier, that's kind of like a little bit delayed, slow. There could be an interim title maybe coming up somewhere. Um, to me, interim title or real title, to me, it is the same thing. It's a belt, right? Yep. I would be very motivated for that. But listen, we just have to see what's, what, what's up. No rush. Focus on the things at hand. That's my health, my diet, all that, those things. The training is excellent. The team is excellent. Team Elevation in Denver, Colorado. And uh, just one piece at a time. And either it will come or it won't. But we're just going to stay focused. And, and you talk, you know, you've um, you switched camps before in the past. You're staying with Team Ev- uh, Elevation. Elevation. <laughs> Elevation. <laughs> yes. Well, I, 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 did, uh, I had four fights with him now. Oh. I think it were four very strong performances. Rosenstrike was actually a victory. You know, we're beating the guy up for five rounds. You get clipped. I'm not out. I'm not sleeping. I'm getting to back to my feet. I actually spoke to Dan Mergliotta, uh this week about it. Dan Mergliotta is such a good guy, right? He doesn't, he doesn't mean bad. But, yeah, it was a bad call, right? When you're waving it off with zero seconds left, with no threat, I'm back on my feet and, and, and basically just... Uh, yeah, destroying legacy with that. We, you know, we're going to have a look at what we can do about that because it is it is annoying me a little bit. And, and yeah. indeed, otherwise, this would, otherwise the next fight would be title, right? If we take all those things into account. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think it was uh, the fact that he walked away and left you there and then the time was up. I mean, I don't see how you lose that fight. I thought that was a very unfair stoppage. Yeah. And it does stop the momentum of, of a potential title. Yeah, run. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I love so, that your forty uh, still just whipping ass, man. I love it. And getting better every day. And getting better every day. So there's no certain number. Ah, at 41, 42, I'm gonna stop. Or we just playing it by ear. We just no, nah, nah, you know, if I'm realistic, I am getting older. You know, um, I would say another two years. Yeah. I have four sure. more on the contract, and most likely after these next four, it will be over, and I will, you know raise my kids, enjoy life. I'll probably become a coach. You know, I love being in the gym. I love the, the people's aspect, but also the problem-solving sol- aspect of it. You know, I've been training 27 years. All that knowledge and, and expertise, we got to just give it over to the next uh, generation. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but as of now, of course, I'm still a fighter, right? I still love the development myself. Hey, whatever happened to the effing hammer used to have? You used to walk out in pride with this big hammer. Do you? I mean, I'm an old school dude. Are you bringing back the hammer ever? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it for the last fight. Hey, let me tell you something. I loved it. It was like you were a freak. I'm, I, clean, I clean up my language. I know you got young kids, and I do too. You like you were freaking Thor from Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Jimmy, he had this big yeah. hammer. What was the? What was that about? He's looking for it. One second. What is it? Be still now. Oh, be still now. Yeah. Oh, it's right there. Oh, they have so, it. All in the distance, you can see the hammer. Ah. Oh shoot! It's lying around there somewhere. It's, it's, so I do have it for home invaders. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll do it. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll all right, it. Alistair. Well, look. Congratulations. Uh, you look great, and you weathered a tremendous uh, storm in the first. And uh, you know, you just you looked amazing, and it, it was nice to see. And we love Walt Harris, but man, you really earned that win. So congratulations. Enjoy your birthday with your family. 
Getting an old guy. How old are you guys, by the way? I'm getting. I'm 45. I'm 51. Are you really 45? Come on, man. Yeah. Do I look still good? I you look my... old. I, I would think you would older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? That makes me happy. <laughs> so you're 45, and how old are you, uh, green background? I'm 51. 51. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not, 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 not too bad. You really think I look older, Alistair? I thought you would be older, yeah. But, but why, why is, is that? Older, huh? Do I look older, or do I look... I mean, I know I look powerful. I don't know. You've been around for a long time. That's more of it. It's more right? that I've been around. Yes. You, you, you've been around for a long time. You're... you're I used to be a lot. I don't, know. I don't know. What is it, Alistair? Do I act like an old man? I am actually gonna gonna Wikipedia that after we hang up. Just to make sure, you know. Holy crap! No love lost. Oh, Alistair, listen to me. I can't get mad at you. I'm happy that you're kicking ass, and we could have went to high school together. So I can't get mad at you. I'm, okay. I'm a little older. I can't get mad at you. Hey, Alistair, I'm going to be, in June 2nd, I'll be 46. I might as well just round it up. It's yeah. in a week. Okay. 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 Well, I'll, I'll still be double checking just to make sure. But... <laughs> okay. Hey, man, have a great birthday, Alistair. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot, guys. I love the Dutch. Oh, are we done? Yo, what's up? Mike Swick. What's up, Mike Swick? How are you, brother? You know, like I just spoke to you. We can't get enough of each other. <laughs> tell you, Jimmy, if you haven't heard real quick with Mike Swick, mm. you might be a potential guest. I'm not trying to book people for you, Mikey. I would yeah. love to have Jim on the show. Jimmy would be a great. And first of all, it's not that quick. We talk for how long do we talk for me and you? It's kind of like my, uh, you know, my gimmick. Yeah, I say it's real quick with Mike Swick, and then I and I hook you in, and then I and then it's three hours. We we, we oh, some real chat, yeah. Oh no, we. Yeah. We had a chat, all right. It was great. You know, the thing is, I just flow, man. So it's like it could be. We've had thirty-minute episodes. We've had forty-five-minute episodes. We've had, you know, it's on me and you almost three hours. So it's like it just depends on how it flows. And I, I fill my guests out if they're having a good time, if the conversation's going good, if if we're talking about interesting stuff, if I can get the the sense that they want to go somewhere, they're busy or they don't really have anything else to say, then we just wrap it up. So sure. I just, I just, if there's no time limit. I don't go in there with any kind of time limit, any kind of like agenda. I just, you know, I want to get. Good conversation and uh, talk to interesting people. And it's twelve forty-five there, Matt. We 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 just established there's a tremendous time difference. Are you in a hotel or is that your house? Me? Yeah. yeah. This is my this is my condo. This is my I live here at my apartment and uh, Jesus, that's large. That's that's a I live with yeah. maybe a hotel lobby. The place is fucking huge. Wow, no, no, man. This is this is my. Uh, it's like my. Look at that. How nice. That is, that, but it looks almost like a lobby in the background. That, that's how big that place is. Oh, no wonder you like it out there. How's the cost of yeah. living there? Is it crazy compared to the U.S. or is it much cheaper? No, it's better price. But, I mean, I'm, it's also you got to understand you're on an island. So, I mean, you got like ocean views and, and you got like, you know, island life. So, like, if you compare this to like Hawaii, you're, you're saving enormous amounts of money. So, it's very. And especially now with this pandemic. Oh man, you can get some good deals in the next month or so. <laughs> you can yeah. get some. You can get some good deals on real estate. Now, good. I was going to say, no, no, Jimmy, no, no, no. what is it like over there with it? Is, I mean, I'm I'm not too familiar with Thailand. Are, are people in the street without masks getting whipped and shit, or no? What's going on over there? No, 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 no. It's good, man. You know, they're everyone's real like. The thing is about Thailand is like they're real like nice, a nice culture. You know, so no one's trying to cause trouble. 
you know, there's no like people trying to mess with anyone. Um, everyone's pretty polite, man. And like, uh, they, they abide by the rules. Very rare. Does, you know, is there any trouble? So everyone's like, they know the rules that wear the mask and they wear the mask and there's cops checking to make sure. And if you get caught without a mask, I think you get like a warning. They say there's like a $600 fine, but I, I, I don't think so. I think you get like a warning first and then, you know, they're strict for sure. But I just, you know, I haven't seen them beating anybody up. They can, you know, they, and, and I've seen them beat, you know, not maybe I can't say this. I've seen them beat, but I, I've seen weird things happen to in other situations. But for this, no, it's been it's been pretty uh, just isolated and peaceful. How long? You gotta, gotcha. no, no, I was just going to ask how far you are from us. How, how long of a flight has Thailand ever been? If I wanted to get to you as fast as possible, I mean, just the flight alone and connecting, I'm looking at about 20 at the, at the earliest 22 hours and then, that, and then and then going to the airport, checking in and all that. I'm looking at like 24, 25 hours before I can I can get there. There's it's no it's good a long way. flight. Yeah. I Before. couldn't have picked a farther place to go away from home to, to, <sighs> to try to build this big gym. For the people that don't know, Mike, you know, you before getting into you getting to choosing Thailand and, and settling there and, and making your awesome your uh, academy there, you were on the very first season of The Ultimate Fighter. And that show, I mean, everybody now is so used to UFC being like mainstream. If it wasn't for The Ultimate Fighter, I mean, The Ultimate Fighter really blew up everything. Yeah. It really, yeah. it really, it really put. The UFC on the map and mixed martial arts on the map. I mean, so how does it feel to be a part of that first season? We get credit a lot for what you said, you know, like blowing blowing up the kind of getting into the mainstream. But all we really did was was like show the world who UFC fighters are. You know what I mean? We were just a bunch of actually not UFC fighters, but fighters. We were just a bunch yeah. of fighters and we were who we were. And people had this like image of us as being these violent, you know, mean, yeah. angry street fighting guys. So all we did was present what we were, which were, you know, you know, you look at guys on the show. I mean, you know, college, you know, like, like you know, these guys weren't idiots, you know, a lot of fights, you know, and uh, just normal guys that decided to be, uh, you know, athletes and, and, and combat sports and fight. And I think that's when people were like, oh, shit, these guys were like, you know, normal guys that aren't like out committing crimes and like robbing yeah. people and so i think that's when they got interested and they're like okay cool i can i can associate with this i can i can relate to this i can you know so i in other words i think we just sort of show, showed what we were versus yeah. like we did some other yeah. than the force griffin and the, and the stefan fight other than just like us being so amazing i think we just showed you know the, the show just showed what we were and, and and we showed and that's why it's been so successful ever since then without us because it's, you know, people are seeing what it is to, to be in the sport. And it's not the thugs that are insecure and bullies and, and people that are trying to act tough. It's the people that are smart and make do, and good decisions and train hard, you know. Do you know, as an interviewer, the thing that got me into UFC was, well, you know, you know back in, you know, maybe 2000, uh, Joe would bring guys in like 2005, 2006. But it was the, it was the fact that the fighters were exactly what you're saying. They weren't bullies. Uh, they were all really humble guys. I liked them better than other athletes. Um, so, yeah, that, that to me is what kind of got me into it was I wanted to watch these guys because I like talking to them so much. Yeah, absolutely. And then people related to that. And so we just, uh, you know, it just kind of took off. What I noticed uh, being in the UFC since 2001, uh, what year was the first tough that you were on? What year was that? 2004. Okay. So I was in the yeah. UFC already, and I just remember fighting on the same card as like a like Diego Sanchez and, and you guys. Mm -hmm. 
after that and after the show, and I'm like, wow, man, these guys are the most popular guys now. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, I missed that boat. I wanted to be, I could have been on that show. And then they brought back the comeback in yeah. Ultimate and the Ultimate Fighter 4 I ended up getting on. And I see the difference when people when you, they get to know your personality. Yeah. And it was such a difference, man. Thank God for that comeback season. But it makes such a damn uh it made such a difference. And I didn't realize it until I was on the same card as you guys. And I'm like, wow, yeah. man, these these guys are like rock stars. This album should be for everybody. And now it is kind of like that for everybody because the yeah. UFC got so popular. But that was the first time I seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was such a it was such a game changer. And what's even weird is other organizations, I know Bellatar came out with some kind of in-house uh ultimate fighter ripoff, uh, like like you know, ripoff, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it did yeah. shit. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> it didn't yeah. fail flat. So I didn't, you know, I don't know if it was the UFC special touch or the production or whatever it was, but other people tried to copy the recipe of the yeah. Ultimate Fighter and and it just went away and it just yeah. didn't work for them, you know, which was wild for me. I don't know. I mean, I think the UFC is just so ahead, so ahead of the game. You know, it's like it's yeah. sometimes you got someone that's so far ahead you can never really catch them. You know what I mean? You that's can right. you can try to be the second best and do the best you can and maybe go a different angle and and maybe try different things, but you just can't catch that person if they're or, or that you know that company or that that entity if it's too far ahead and the UFC is just so far ahead of everyone else. No, are you amazed like, that Diego is still fighting? Sorry, sorry, are you amazed that Diego is still fighting after all these years? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't I didn't know if I'd be a champion or not. Yeah, I tried definitely, but uh, I didn't know if I'd be a champion or not. But I, I swore I was going to be at least the last man standing. I just hope it would be like a lot sooner so I could get on with the rest of my life and actually like build business and stuff. And like I was so close, but Diego got me. And and not only did he get me, he's still fighting. I've been retired for like five years, and he's still he's still fighting. It's crazy to me, man. It's crazy that he's still fighting. He has he has a long, he has the longest contract in UFC history. Me and him have the longest contract, active contract, in the history of the, of the sport or the, or the history of the company. And he still has one. So. Yeah. 2004 to, to 2020. I mean, that's it's still going. 16 years, yeah. Now, I like Diego. I like him a lot. He, you know, he's a little wacky, but, in a, you know, he, he, I always got along with him. But I'm not close with him. Do you consider yourself yeah. close with him or no? No, we're not close, but I like him, like you. You know, and, like, we, we, we meet up when we see each other. And, like, I, I've always had respect for Diego. And, you know, we always got along in the house. I was never part of the, the trouble, you know, like, making fun of people and getting into any kind of, like, yeah. altercations or anything. I didn't get much, you know, publicity and, and attention, but I also didn't, you know, I was there to get in the UFC and that was it. So I got along with pretty much like everyone except Chris Levin. And yeah. yeah, and that was it. So he, he's, you know, he's, it's funny. I just posted on my Instagram tonight, a commercial that we did for Zions. And it was like Forrest, Rashad, Heath Herring, uh, uh, Diego. It was like all these people were all sitting together in a, in a warehouse. And it was the first commercial that I did for Zions. I just posted, it was like 15 years ago. And it's crazy the amount of people in one room that, like, you know, we're, we're all OGs. And But, yeah, speaking of Diego, anyway. What was your uh, first trip to Thailand like that made you want to live there and open up the gym there? What, what, what was it that got you about Thailand? Man, I don't know. Like, I watched the movie The Beach. I, I saw Kickboxer was the first one that got me wanting to go there. Because, you know, Kickboxer was more of like, uh, I'm going to go be a warrior alpha. Then The Beach was more of like, okay, I'm going to go be a warrior, be alpha. But then I'm also going to, like, discover new lands and and enjoy the beaches and live this like fantasy too. And then like when I got here and finally got to Phuket where I have my gym, it's like, wow, I can do all of that. Like I, it's literally, it's like the closest thing to like heaven I've ever seen in my life. Like it's, 
the most beautiful beaches. Everything is so close. I can be in the islands within like 45 minutes by fast boat away from complete civilization, you know, with my friends, swimming, uh, cruising on the boat, hanging out with monkeys on the beach, doing whatever we want to do. Or I can be, you know, at a quiet resort and bungalow that's secluded in the jungle. Or I can be at AK Thailand training and, and getting my, you know, training in. It's like the, there's so many things you can do here. It's just, it's just, a, a, it's just an amazing place for guys that are kind of that alpha, you know, uh, demographic and, and women and, and pretty much anybody that wants a great experience and train and it has that lifestyle, that athletic lifestyle, you know. What's the big city? Is it Phuket? Is it the big city there? Like the biggest? I, I'm not familiar with Thailand. Bangkok is, is the Bangkok. Yeah. How far is that? Bangkok's like an hour north. I don't know oh, not bad. Like okay. how far. So it's, it's not far, but it's just, it's just more of a, like a real like, like a city city that's like real congested, a lot of traffic and stuff. So it's not like much for, I mean, it's good to go there for your first time. But then after that, it's like, eh, go to Phuket. Phuket is like the, the higher end place of Thailand where like the beaches and the islands and, and the high, nice resorts and all that stuff are. So it's, it's kind of like the, the best place. Okay. Now your academy, obviously, it's everything's being affected. I'm gonna. I have a couple of academies myself. Um, what is? Uh, do you have any update on when you're able to open your academy again, or anything? Yeah. Any yep. So we. Yeah. So there hasn't been any cases of uh, corona within like I think over a week in Phuket now. Uh, Thailand's always been really low anyway. So they start they started opening in phases, and it looks like June fifteenth we're going to be able to open as of right now. Um, so that's another month. And we opened up the malls yesterday, and we saw oh. went to the mall, and like the full malls are open. We went to the mall. Uh, the restaurants are open. Everything is still social distancing. So when you go in a restaurant, the tables are spread out. When you go into the mall or any place, they check your temperature with a little laser gun. Um, but it's you know everything's open now except like contact stuff, like like right. fighting and 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 uh, massage, yoga, you know things that's like too too close. It's so odd, Mikey, because we're in the opposite business of like social distancing you know it's right, like so yeah. hands-on that it's so concerning but you know they got we gotta open up shit sooner or later man like i don't know everybody it became everybody so full of fear and uh i don't know it's just such a crazy time in the world especially for the business that me and you are in and yeah. for jimmy for jimmy it affects him with those massages absolutely balls. just it certainly it does everybody. yeah yeah <laughs> it affects everybody yeah, i can imagine the massage but the, uh, the audiences I, I can't get audience i mean we're not gonna be doing stand-up yeah. for a long time man it's one of those things that my dates have all pushed back to at least september so who knows i mean uh, whenever that will get back to normal i have no idea yeah that's crazy man and, and, only and i, I want to clarify i want to clarify too because we always talk about gyms and academies and stuff i want to clarify a lot of people are really confused about what i was doing like i'm a business guy i'm an entrepreneur and like I always want to do something crazy and like optimistic and, and do something huge. So like my goal was never to come to Thailand to build a gym. So it's not, it's not just a Muay Thai gym. I mean, there's, there's gyms in Thailand all over. There's thousands of gyms in Thailand. I came to build the gym. So like if AK Thailand, once you really look into it and, and especially if you come and actually see it, you'll see that it's on a path that's of something that's never been done. So it's not like an academy where you would imagine in your head, Mike went to Thailand and he built an academy. They do Muay Thai. It's nothing like that. Like we have Muay Thai, we have BJJ, MMA, strength and conditioning, yoga, everything. But we're building like like the the Hard Rock Cafe of gyms. It's a it's a two acre comp like a two acre I don't say compound, but a two acre plot of land. We have multiple buildings. We have like five buildings right now. I'm building another completely exclusive 
uh, building that's going to be three stories ocean view, uh, helipad, basketball court. Like it's going to be completely exclusive for the most elite. Um, and then the bottom half of the land that we have right now is going to be for everybody else. And it's going to be something like you've never seen. So I just want people to understand where I'm going is not, it's not just a gem. It's not for just fighters. It's for, we have everyone from Dan Bilzerian to, to the most famous painter in the world, Damien Hurst, to like actors and celebrities and uh, regular you know, business people, um, you know, tourists, fighters as well. We have everybody coming. Like it's, it's the gym to go to, to, that has the it you know the it factor too. Right. It's not just just a fighter gym where you go to try to be in the UFC. That that's not that's not what it is. Now, now speaking of everybody going there <clears throat> and for people to go there, you had uh, you were training Ty Tyron Woodley over there, correct? Yeah. For his Tyron fight, Woodley, yep. The fight versus Leon Edwards that did not you know <clears throat> come about. Correct. Tell us about that. How that happened? Uh, Tyron finally came out, you know, I've been trying to get him out for a long time. He came out and then he saw the gym and just fell in love with like the, the gym and the, the sit the area and the lifestyle. And he started training. He lost a lot of weight and, and loved it. Went back home, came back and he was going to start his camps. When he first came, he said he was going to start all of his camps at AK Thailand from now on. And then he was going to go back and finish up his camps in America, which is what I did for years, not at AK Thailand, but in Thailand, I would come here first and then go back home. Um, now I have the gym that you can do everything. You can actually get ready for a UFC fight. So then he decided to come back and actually do his camp for Leon Edwards. And we were training, getting ready. And then the Corona thing, and then all this other stuff happened. He had to go back home. And so he couldn't come back, but he trains hard, man. We, we, uh, it's a great lifestyle here. I think it caters to the way he trains. It caters well with what we do. He has a champion mindset and he trains the right way. Not the way people think you should train. You know, he trains the smart way. And that's how we train. You know, it's, it's not to hurt you. It's not to like beat you up. It's not to, you know, and he loves, he loves to train to get his massage, go to the beach, relax, you know, have nice meals. And can, can I add that? I see you're building a lot of stuff over there. It sounds fantastic. But uh, one thing you might want to consider if you're having Woodley over there is maybe put in like nothing huge, but a little recording <laughs> or a little, a little recording yeah, studio. I have to. I uh, have you, to. Have, are you familiar <laughs> with his, with his, can I can I work? Can I tell you a little a little a little fun fact? Yes. Uh, we put Tyron Woodley in our. It's kind of on site accommodations. We have this this hotel right across the street from AK Thailand. It's brand new, um, and and it has all the rooms. And we put Tyron Woodley in there. It's a normal hotel room, like like you know, there's maybe 24 rooms. I think there's 24 rooms, kind of Bali style, like real nice. He goes into his room. He turns his room into a recording studio. Yes. He's yes. he's recording till like one and two in the morning and like he's getting other people from the gym to come record. And not only that, but the time before he had the booked fight, when he came the first time, he didn't he wasn't in full training. He didn't have his fight booked. He w wanted to perform at Illusion, which is a nightclub here in Phuket. A lot of people don't realize how sophisticated Phuket is. I mean, it's got everything from Louis Vuitton stores and, and high high class malls and restaurants to like the, the number 30 something club in the world, Illusion, which has all the Steve Aoki Tiesto, all, all these, well, I guess not anymore, but, but all these different high-level DJs, he wanted to perform at Illusion, and he, he not only did uh, I'll Beat Your Ass, but he wrote, oh. a song in my he wrote a song in my truck that day, what? and then I talked to, to the guys at Illusion, got him on stage, and he performed, and we filmed the whole thing, and he actually performed what? on stage that night the song that he wrote in my truck. He is like 100% go at everything, this nonstop, like this guy is, he's a machine. He's what a was machine. the song he performed that he wrote? What was it called? I don't know, but he said facts a lot. Facts? Like, facts. 
facts. Like he would say something and be like, facts. It was, it was so catchy, man. It's, I could still hear it in my head. But like he wrote it in my truck. Where I'm, I'm like trying to take him to see some like monkeys and stuff. And he's like, yo, what do you think about this? And he's like, yo, blah, 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 facts. You know, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty shit. cool. And then like that night, bro, that night, he's on stage in front of thousands of people at Illusion. It's like the place is jam-packed. And he had them like chanting it. And it was crazy. Did they like it? All on film. Yeah, they loved That's it, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. Jimmy, and you can't be surprised at that. Yeah, I'm surprised crazy, they would man. write something that quickly and then bring it on stage in a live setting. That's ballsy. That's very ballsy. Well, we, we got we, we got well, we got him on stage because Wiz Khalifa was coming, and we got him on stage because he did a song with Wiz Khalifa, and we said he was going to do uh, "I'll Beat Your Ass's big song, and he wanted to try one more. We didn't say that he wrote it that day. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but 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 we're going to release the whole like behind the scenes, and it's it's pretty damn incredible, man. It's like. I was hoarse afterwards, dude. I couldn't even talk. I'm Mike, for, for people that don't know, what what got you introduced to martial arts? What was your first art? Uh, taekwondo after the Karate Kid. Ah, after the Karate. Uh, I'll tell you, a lot of your life has been uh, influenced by movies. I mean, you're talking about the yeah, with John, John, John Claude Van Damme. You're talking about the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's right. And now you're oh, talking maybe. about yeah, it's crazy. Navy SEALs, man. I, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. The reason I got into martial arts is because I wanted to be a Navy SEAL after watching Navy SEALs and Finest Hour. And so I got into martial arts to get a, a jump start on being a badass fighter so that I could be a Navy SEAL. And I never enlisted because my career took off. And that's why I did so many overseas military support tours after afterwards. I did 15 overseas tours, three times to Iraq, two times Afghanistan, multiple times in Djibouti, Germany, Kuwait, because I just wanted to give back what I could since I never enlisted. But so, yeah, between Navy SEALs, fighter, and Thailand, everything. Yeah, I'm very influenced by movies, man. I see something, and I want it. So, yeah, I go for it. Yeah, they're interesting guys, uh, Navy SEAL. Like, anybody who's done anything in the military on that level uh, is always fascinating to talk to. And, and I realize, like, I'm a beta in most situations, but in that situation, I'm really a beta. Like, when you're listening to a guy that, like, you know, was underwater and, you know, and, and taking sniper fire, like, they're just, what's fascinating lives yeah. those guys have. And uh, out of all those three movies, I think Navy SEALs is the worst, though. Holy shit. Uh, I don't think that could have loved it. Mike Swick. You think that's what I loved it, it at the time. When I was a kid, I loved it, though. I see yeah. now. I see now. I can see now. That's like me with the Ninja Turtles as a kid. I like the first movie. It doesn't hold up. No, yeah. That's Splinter and... <laughs> Mike, Mike, what do you want to... Uh, let's let's promote your uh, your yes. podcast. Cause I like Thank it. you, man. I, I appreciate it. it. I love it. Real quick with Mike Swick, where could they get it? Uh, it's at YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, real quick with Mike Swick podcast. Uh, I took a break for a while, and so it, it, it slowed down, but I'm 100% full speed ahead on it right now. So it's going to be – I've done 14 episodes in the last three weeks. Um, oh, wow. I got, I got Rich Franklin tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm, I'm putting them out every couple of days, not one a week, not one every two weeks. Like literally I'm booking them like once every couple of days, and I'm going to continue doing that. So I love talking to interesting people. I love doing them. So Yeah, Dan Hardy on last week. You guys, That was a good one. Yeah, Dan yeah, Hardy, yeah. Congrats, man! You're really you're really good at it too, man. Because when I was on with you, that I thought it was an hour and whatever it was, close to three, and went like this, man. We had a good time. Yeah, Just it, was like a, that. it was fun. It was fun, man. It was fun. Well, we're gonna have you on a back again, especially yeah. uh, if the, if uh, Woodley's going over to train with you and anything special. Yeah. Just definitely want to talk some fight cards. Come back on, man. You're a, we're a friend of each other's shows now. Yeah, right? absolutely. I gotta get Jim on my show, and we'll. Talk, I'll definitely we'll talk do it. I'd love to. I have a plenty of time, man. I'm I'm in quarantine too, so I'm I'm happy to do it. I haven't had a comedian on my show at all. 
You're the first. All right, well, a- after my appearance, I'm sure I'll be the only. <laughs> after yeah. that, you'll be like, that was a dreadful mistake. <laughs> be funny. Be funny. Everything you say has to be really fun. I'm just kidding. Nope. All right, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, we'll talk to you soon. I'd definitely like to do it, man. If, if, if you want to reach out or whatever, and we'll, and I'll definitely do it. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Love the show. Take care. Good talking to you. Bye-bye. Take care, brother. See you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What's up, man? Nice to meet you, man. Yeah, nice uh, to meet yeah. you. Where are you now? Uh, I am actually in the Vanderbilt parking lot, top of the uh, top parking garage. Uh, yeah. My mother-in-law is having brain surgery. She actually oh. just woke. She actually just woke up from uh, getting a tumor taken out of her head. So oh, that's good. good. She woke up from the uh, surgery. So I'm just yeah. waiting for my wife right now. They said okay. she'd come in and talk to her for 15 minutes with the COVID going on. It's like. You can't stay with your people. Crazy so was she times. was she awake or sometimes during brain surgeries they keep you awake to make sure they're not hitting anything and you have to answer. Was she totally out? Yeah, they, they completely put her under. Yeah, oh, she was out. So she's a little bit older, so it's always risky going under. So we're just glad she's awake now. So we're happy. Well, let me ask you: How are you feeling, dude? You, you had a great fight versus Darren Elkins over the weekend. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, do you feel a little more relieved? I know what it's like. To have a rough start in the UFC, mine worse than yours. I got backfisted by Sean Carter, yeah. and he was wearing a speedo, and it was it wasn't good. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up. It was 20 years ago. It's still painful. But yeah. you know, then I had to go in there and I won my second one. So I, I'm familiar with how you're feeling. It's a it's a big like now I could now I could relax and show people what I'm about. How are you feeling after uh, getting that monkey off your back? Man, it was crazy because. Th- the night I got knocked out, I was feeling real bad. And then the, the next day, I found out that uh, Kobe Bryant had died in that accident. And I was like, it's not that bad. I guess I just got beat up. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of just, that right there opened my eyes and just washed it all underneath the bridge. I was like, fuck it. I'm still good. Uh, shit, bad, worst shit is happening. I, yes. I didn't even feel, I mean, you can't feel it. I got knocked out. This is the first time I got knocked out. I couldn't feel it. I, I, my, my buddy had to tell me what happened. So, it was like. I'm going to keep fighting, kill or be killed, and uh, that's the way I roll. And that was by Herbert Herbert Burns. Yeah, is, yeah. He Herbert Burns' brother. Yeah, yeah, hit me with a knee, slumped me. And you said something with that fight that you were, like, more concerned what he was going to do than what you were yeah, going to do. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain yeah, that to me? I don't know. I just was, like, uh, trying to be skill-oriented instead of just being like, man, fuck, are we fighting, man? This is fight, have a good time. I feel like I could have. 
I would just get into my own right in that fight. I feel like the tech, the takedowns would have been tougher to take me down after that first one. Like, Darren took me down that first time, then I stuck 12 in a row. So, it would have been Herbert took me down. I feel like I got back up. I probably could have stuffed the rest of his shots. But who knows? I got knocked smooth out. Congratulations <laughs> to him. And now, where are you coming from? I like your accent. Where is Where are you coming from? Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, there it is. How did you yeah. get involved with uh, the martial arts in there in Tennessee? Oh man, I just how just old got involved. Uh, I was it was after college. I was twenty one. Oh. Yeah, twenty one. I was oh, okay. Twenty one. So you didn't do nothing coming. You didn't do nothing growing up as a kid. You weren't in like karate or Foot, like football. Just just typical sports stuff like that. But uh, I always enjoyed a little fist fight. Yeah. So yeah. you're a, <laughs> you're a, a tough guy from Tennessee. You played football. Your first time in a mixed martial arts gym or or your first training. How did that? How did you find it? Oh man, I remember going for a jog. I had jogging past this little gym. I was like, "Damn!" It said Clarksville Fight Club. So I was like, "Okay." Walked in, was borrowed some gloves, and it started fucking shit up. <laughs> took my, <laughs> you really? know how it is. Yeah, took my first fight two weeks after that. Took my second fight like two weeks after that. Had twenty amateur fights in two years. Then I went pro. Yeah. What was the first? Uh, what was the first humbling experience? Like, if you go in there and you have too much success, too. What was the first experience where you're like, "Oh, there's a lot to learn here." Oh, my second fight, I had lied about my record and said I was good. I good as an amateur, and I fought like the the Tennessee state uh, like region champion. He choked my bitch ass out in front of like all my friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in a minute, like in a minute, in the first round. <laughs> So, so wait, so you were really learning on the job if you had a fight two weeks in. Yeah, I mean, I, I reckon, like, I tell all the amateurs, like, why well, train months in, like, uh, half a year and then realize you don't really like getting punched in the face? Just be, yeah. you know, just be a hobby or be all in, you know, either one. So when did you realize it was going to be your career? I mean... Um, I was with professionals, started fighting, and then uh, after my loss to Mark Cherikos, when I quit my day job, started working full-time, went on a seven-fight win streak, and then got knocked out by Herbert. Then I got this last win on uh, by, to Elkins. Did you send him a message before, uh, something on Instagram? What did you send him? Elkins? Yeah. Yeah, about a month ago, man, when the shit was getting crazy, I just reached out and was like, hey, man, I hope your family's safe, you're doing oh. well. Uh I'm doing everything in my power to be ready for this fight on May 2nd. And uh, he was like, man, I'm going to be coming on May 2nd, too. So we knew right then, as long as we was going to fight each other, that they was going to find a location. Yeah. We would be ready. Darren Elkins doesn't look like the guy that would... Uh, I think Corona might be afraid of him. He seems a little... <laughs> the damage on his chest that fucking... I don't think that yeah, guy would give a, a shit. Yeah, fucking legend, bro. I was so <laughs> excited when I got the call. Yeah, because you know it's going to be – when you know you're fighting Darren Elkins, there's certain guys you're like, all right, man, I got to get a hold of him. I got to make sure I can find him. You just yeah. you don't have to worry about finding Darren Elkins in that cage. Yeah, man, I knew that it was going to be uh, going to be a great battle, man. He's a top-level guy coming from a top gym. And, I mean, I, I stood right there and held my ground against an elite guy straight out the local city, out of my local gym, man. And you put your hand behind your back at one point. The UFC even tweeted it. What? What? Uh, how long did you do that? And uh, oh, that was just towards the end. I was, just, man. I just was having. It just kind of came natural, man. I was having fun, and I realized it's empty. I, they could hear everything. I just started talking, and I realized Dana. I could just point at him and yell, Dana. And I. <laughs> and, uh, 
And it was like, you can hear me, right? There was nothing else for him to do. There was nobody for him to talk to. We had, like, his full attention and the world's full attention. So I was like, let me take advantage of this moment. Yeah, sure. But it's weird when you drop a hand. Like, sometimes when a guy does that, like, you look at how much it cost Anderson Silva against uh, Weidman. But sometimes a guy will do that, and the other fighter isn't 100%. There's something psychologically that happens when you see a guy dropping his hands or putting – you're like, he must know something I don't. And, and I think guys are sometimes hesitant to go in when a guy does that. No, nah, I was just having fun. Just came natural. And then I was just trying to set up that big right hand from just swing up. Make him come in. This was trying to invite him into having a fun fight, too, you know? You like to be an entertaining fighter. Did that yeah. come right away when you first started fighting? Yeah. Or yeah, you got man, comfortable? I always knew, I always knew that uh, this is an entertainment business. We're fighters, but it's the entertainment business. So the worst thing you can have is to have a you, you don't want to have boring fights. You don't want to have a great oh, record yeah. of fights that no one cares about watching. Nobody I mean if nobody watches, nobody cares, nobody cares when nobody watches. Hey, personality matters, man. You know, it, it's yeah. what invests people and we talk a lot about Leon Edwards who we love, but Leon doesn't get the appreciation he should because he's just a great fighter, but he's he's a nice guy and, and I think a lot of people overlook him because there's a lot of fighters who are a little bit more colorful in their personalities. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to have a good-ass fucking time. I got a short window of, of being able to get in here and do my thing. I mean, 40s coming around the corner for any 20-year-old, let alone a 30-year-old. So, I mean, I just kind of fight like I'm an old man looking back. If I could go back and fight one more time, yeah. I'm yeah. going to do this shit. So I'm like, man, I got one chance, and I'm going to do my thing. I'm always going to try my motherfucking hardest. What did you want? Oh, so I got Matt. No, no, go ahead, Jimmy. What, what would before fighting? Because you got into it at twenty. What were you looking to doing? You played football. Were you looking at a career in that, or what? Oh shit, man! I was actually <laughs> was running track at college. I was running track in college, and I happened to watch. I was with some buddies watching a dorm room college fight. I mean, a uh, UFC fight. I forget who was fighting, but there was little guys. I remember telling my buddies, "I don't think I can whoop those guys." And I was always in the back of my mind. I wanted to try it. And uh, when I got home and have seen that gym, it was just like the shit happened natural. Just worked, yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the name of that team? What, what, what's the team you train now? What's the team? Wildside. Team Wildside, right out of Clarksville, Tennessee. Man, we got a bunch of. We're just as tough. I mean, our mile is just as hard to run. Our five minute rounds is just as hard to complete. Our match is just as good. Our water is just as good. Hey, I'm with you, man. I don't believe yeah. you have to be on some super team. I never believed yeah, that. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you're both locked in a cage. And, and a lot of times, the smaller uh, gyms and academies, they get to, uh, they get more attention a lot of time. You don't get lost in the mix. Yeah, man, I'm so glad. I'm it's, I'm blessed to do this journey with my boys. It's like, the it was the uh, four of us. You know, I had three corners of me. And we're all, everybody we meet, we're meeting together. You know, nobody's done it before. So we're building it from the ground up. And uh take pride in putting the city on my back, on my back you know. Well, you beat a very tough fighter, man. You beat a really good fighter. And he was a dangerous fighter going, I think this is his fourth loss in a row. And when you catch a guy like Darren Elkins on a three-fight losing streak, that, that's as dangerous as he can possibly be. Yeah, I mean, he's fought everybody. I think I have I think I did well enough to be like, I'm an, I'm an elite 145-pound fighter. And uh, you said about the, the mentality after that tragedy with Kobe Bryant. And uh, it really does put things in perspective like, I remember I told you about my first loss, and then I had my second fight right after 9-11. And, yeah. and, and it was kind of a similar, like, feeling of dread and people, like, and, and such, like, horrible thing that's going around in the world. And it really, 
it puts things in perspective like, all right, there's a lot worse things that could happen to you than just losing a fist fight. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, it's a winnable fight. Like, this shit going on with my mother-in-law, it's like, with the cancer. It's been humbling these last 16 months. I uh, had this one experience hit me real hard. I was in the, was in the cancer ward. I've been in there quite a bit. And I seen this lady smiling from ear to ear, but she was missing her nose. There's just a hole right here, right? But she had a cheese. She had a, She was having the best day. And I thought to myself, man, if she, how is she so happy? And she has a hole in her nose, man. So what do I got to be down about? Man, I got good hands, good feet, healthy. Got my everything go. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. man, put shit in, in perspective to where it's like, all these MMA fights, no matter the opponent, it's winnable as fuck. Like, my yeah. mother-in-law's fighting against this cancer. It's no winning this cancer, but mm -hmm. she gonna keep fighting until the day she dies, you know? Yeah. Cancel yeah it's a what? scary time, too, with the, the hospitals being on high alert. You know, you it's can't just crazy. go in and visit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cancel one against my mother. It's not a good joke. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it wasn't even a yeah. great fight. No, yeah, it's like Jimmy. That's, she has a small cell lung cancer, so it's like no, um, no uh, levels to it. It's just straight. It just keeps coming back. It's not an if. It's a when type. They judge it by how long it takes the tumors to keep growing yeah. back. Like what's you your meet Small cell lung cancer. Oh, yes, small cell. So it goes from the lungs to the brain and back from. The, so right now we're getting a. She just got a, thank God, she just got a, like a three centimeter tumor took right out the back of her cerebellum. And she's Jesus. only about 90 pounds, like four foot tall. She's a oh. savage. Little Korean lady. She's just as sweet as a button. You've been married a long time? Yeah, seven years on Saturday oh. was our anniversary, yeah. Any oh, kids? Nice. Any kids or no? No kids. No, 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 not yet. Plans for kids? Yeah, we're just, I just, fucking, ah. Uh, it froze when I said that. I don't know if that was a jinx. My wife was calling me on FaceTime. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm back. Uh, yeah, no kids. We, of course, we have a, we got plans to have kids, but I just, I'm in the mood to fuck shit up real quick. <laughs> Dude, I can't, listen, I can't wait to, now who do we want next? Because you're entertaining, and I'm glad we're having you on because yeah. you're entertaining now. We got to see you again. I want to fight like whoever Dana White. I was so cool meeting Dana. It's the first time I meet Dana. I mean, he's the boss man. I'm just one. I was like, if I if I impress him and a million people don't like that shit, fuck it. I, I impressed the one that needed to get impressed. <laughs> right. So give me anybody. I want to excite a fight, something that we could throw down and um, just – party and i seen that when i seen that gaichi versus tony ferguson fight i was like damn i want to have a fun ass fight like that yeah i was uh, watching those yeah saturday night i was like damn and i seen uh i don't know how you say his name cater cater or cater 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 yeah the ones that, dude that elbow he landed i was like bro i want to land that elbow and i was thinking to myself i'm gonna land that elbow next saturday and i did it didn't quite knock him down like cater did stevens but that shit was nasty well, I can't wait to I can't wait to see what's next here, Jimmy, yeah. because some there's people that they fight and they're gifted, and there's people that really enjoy the experience in the cage. And I got you as the latter. You look like you enjoy the fight. Like Tony Ferguson does the old El Kakui. You're sitting there, you're pumping yourself up during the fight. You're, it looked like you enjoyed the fight itself. Not waiting for it to be over. Yeah. The fight itself. The whole it process. Like really enjoyed it. I'm just glad to be fucking in the UFC, man, fighting my fighting my way, holding it down my way. I like I tell people all the time, I'd rather lose my way than win any other way. I'm gonna do it my way or fuck it. 
<laughs> awesome, man. I can't wait to see what's yeah. next. You're a fun uh, guy to watch, man. And you yes. look great uh, on Saturday. Congratulations. And uh, look forward to it. Got to move ahead a little again. bit more, huh? Uh, uh. You look, <laughs> hey, you look, hey, people talk shit and like, you suck. But like, what happens if I fight real good? How good will I be then? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Well, you did great over the weekend, man. Great. And I can't wait to uh, see what's next for you, man. It's a. You're going to be fun in this division, and uh, you're fun yeah, to have you. Dana, give me somebody, anybody that you want to see. Like a great fucking fight. We don't got even – we could do some takedowns if you want to, but just a straight banger. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, man, it's good talking to you, Nick. Good luck with your uh, mother-in-law. Hope everything yes. uh, works out. Thanks, okay? guys. Hey, anytime y'all want me on, let me know. 100%. We'll definitely talk again. Hey, he's I, fun, man. He's I like him. Too. Yeah, yeah. Me it too. is funny when you talk to somebody. I've seen him fight, and I, and, and I enjoyed it as heck. Uh, but let me tell you something. I like his personality. Yeah. And we're going to be talking to him again. That's a fun guy. Yeah. That is a fun guy, man. I like his attitude. And he really did seem to enjoy, uh, that, that, the, the scrap itself. Uh, Jimmy, let's talk about that next card. The the last card. Because we only talked about one card. We, the Angela Hill fight against Claudia Godala. Oh, you no, know, I do, Jimmy. Oh, good. You can say first. No, I was going to say, you know, I thought uh, Hill looked really good in the third round, but Claudia had a, a couple of really solid moments. I wasn't that uh, against that decision. Um, I remember wanting Hill and, and, and thinking she had it, but, you know, it was close enough. Listen, you don't want to complain when things are fairly close. Claudia. 29 28, yeah. She won the first round, Claudia. Yeah. But I do, I do truly believe i thought that angela hill won the second and third i yeah. really do i mean i don't i mean we could i don't know i i really just feel that she won so i could see her being a little peeved i agree you know she took away the takedowns she was landing the better strikes a flurry here and there shouldn't win you to fight in those later rounds i thought yeah. that she did enough for somebody that people thought maybe she was outgunned with and uh and I, th- I thought that Claudia was fading more. She got carved up more for sure. And uh, I-, I thought Angela should have got the nod. But I mean, yeah, hey, I Claudia's always fun to watch. She trains with my, my buddies, uh, my good friend, Ricardo Almeida, Mark Henry. And, you know, so I don't want to downplay any of their hard work with her. But uh, I felt Angela should have got the nod. I yeah. Really- and and it's, it's, it's upsetting because, you know, she would have been on a four fight win streak now, you know? Yeah. And she's. And she posted pictures on her Instagram after like both their faces and this and that. And she's all clean. The other ones, you know, Claudia got a little, you know, cut here and there. Uh, you can't just base a fight on that. Right. But even if you look at the numbers, uh, I don't have them in front of me, but uh, she, she outstruck her in those last two rounds, but it is what it is. There's been, it worse, what it there's is, been, there's been worse decisions, but now I, I felt a little, cause I felt she pulled it off. Good call, by the way, on uh, Danny Gay uh, over Barboza. I, I thought Barboza was going to take that. Um, I actually thought he did win it, but, um, you know, another split decision. Who picked uh, who? Uh, you took Ige and I took Edson, and uh, you were right. I was 29-28, 28-29, 29 Again, whenever there's a split decision, it's that close. It's when you see like a 30-27 and then a 30-27 in the other way, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I thought it was a very close fight, too. Yeah. Uh, I thought that I liked Danny Ige, man. I thought he yeah. stepped it up, and I was definitely okay with the decision, not just because okay. I picked it. But uh, it was a close fight. But I feel bad for Barboza because he's having a couple, a couple of those close fights. Even, fights with, yeah. even with uh, Felder in uh, Abu Dhabi was a fight that could have went to him. That's right. Mama, you know, hey, listen, 
But then you have then you have Paul Felder that with Dan Hooker that that fight could have went to Paul and it went. Yeah. To, so I mean, listen, you're going to be on the end of these decisions. You can't really complain too much when they're that close, you know. But Dan Ige's been a stud for a long time, and sure. I like that. And he's a quiet guy. I, I like I like that. Uh, he showed his toughness in that man because he was getting lit with some kicks and this and that, and he just. He didn't even show grimace, man. He just went in there and started. Dude, those kicks, he did not grimace. Those fucking Barbosa kicks, he literally, he, he acted like Barbosa kept missing. Uh, but there's no way they weren't hurting him. You could see he was welted up. His legs were all fucked up. Kept going. He would fight through the kicking range to the punching range. And that's where he was having a success. success. And yeah. uh, and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the fight, man. It was it kept me on my the edge of my seat. Also, uh, just to wrap up, we had uh, uh, Jatko over uh, Eric Anders. Uh, unanimous decision, um, uh, which was uh, Christoph won that, and uh, you took Anders, I took Jaco, and uh, we both took uh, Song Yudong over Marlon Vera. It was for some reason a controversial decision, but it was unanimous. Yeah, it was unanimous, and it was close. It was close, very though, close fight, you know. But uh, I think Marlon did look great in that fight, though. So yeah. it was a, it was a close fight. And again, with these close fights, you know, you can't really bitch too much unless it's really. Like, hey, man, no way. This dude definitely, like, got his ass kicked. So, I mean, in a fight like that, there's some back and forth. It's 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 hard to say, man. But, I mean, look, both starts. Marlon yeah. Vera and uh, and and Song uh, Ladong. Song Ladong, yeah. 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 I, 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 again, I can't wait to see what's next with these guys. But, I mean, all in all, great, great fights, man. I was, I was just... It's so funny. My kids are like, you're so happy when this fight's on. I get so giddy, you know? And uh, I, I, when's the next one? Do we know? You know, or- I don't know. They said every weekend, but it looks like no. There was uh, speculation that Woodley was fighting the 23rd, but that nothing's been announced. I don't know when the next one is. I, do, I don't know. I'm sure they'll announce something very, very soon. Look at it, Vegas or Arizona, by the way. If you have seen next event, either Vegas or Arizona. So hopefully we'll have answers soon on where this fight's going to be. And uh, I guess we'll talk oh, Wednesday. Maybe we'll learn yes, more before Jimmy, then. I, I want to give a, a, you know, I like to give some. There were so many fights to talk about. We couldn't talk about all of them. But uh, Court. Uh, Courtney Casey. Courtney Casey. Yeah. What a beautiful arm lock. Yep. Um, versus her Italian opponent. Uh, what's her name? What was her name again? Uh, Mara Romero Badello. That's what it. That's who it is. Yeah. And yeah. she's tough. You know, she was doing it for Italy. But. Uh, what a beautiful arm lock, you know? And she got – this is the thing. you It's dangerous getting too comfortable in somebody's guard because, I mean, you know, Courtney went a couple times for the arm lock, for the triangle. She was working there. Yep. But then by just resting in that guard, the difference is with jiu-jitsu, when you're playing jiu-jitsu, when you're working, when you're, when you're working your jiu-jitsu out and training, a lot of times with the no striking – you could be more comfortable in that guard. But what Courtney was doing is she was setting it up and then she was punching her in the face. That's making her try to pin her down. Yeah. And that you don't normally have that when you're just training. You don't have to worry about getting punched in the face, even from bottom. So it just changes it up a little bit. But I thought that arm lock was brutal. I feel the ref should have been a little bit closer. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know how much her arms pop, her arm popped. That was that, loud. You could hear it was that. brutal. And I am happy for that. Uh, both Courtney Casey and Jacar Close, I like that couple. Dangerous couple. Yeah, nobody, yeah. Been, nobody better mess with them on date night. <laughs> That's a, shit, man. But uh, I'm happy for her. I think she's a, a great fighter. And she's been in there with uh, having close decisions with some of the top girls in her weight classes. And uh, yeah. let's see if she, if she stays at, at this weight. 
because this was new for her, Jimmy. You know, I and mean, she yeah. looked fantastic. You know, so I mean, what a what a beautiful arm lock, and uh, it doesn't get any cleaner than that because that arm would have been in half. It wasn't even a, it was a, ah. That's <laughs> yeah. what it was. It was like ah. So hey, man, congrats to Courtney. And uh, congrats to everybody that competed, man, for entertaining us. I just had such a great time this last week. Yeah, me too. There was some really great fights, and and you know the the Wednesday. Now they now that they're doing Wednesday, and uh, they're they're like spoiling us. Uh, you know, they're yeah. spoiling us. They're spoiling us, Jimmy. You get a little spoiled. If you were here, I'd give you a little bop on the nose. I miss you, Jimmy. I miss Listen. you, buddy. Uh, Jimmy, I will talk to you by Wednesday. Yes, sir. I don't know who's going to be on, but I'm excited to talk to whoever it is. Whoever it is. Thanks, buddy. I I will see you in a couple of days. See you in a couple of days. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.